The countdown to summer is on. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball returns on June 2nd, and it's time to meet the newest members of the 2023 team with this week's roster release. Here are your hosts, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman, and head coach, Mitch Darlington. Welcome back, everyone. It's another edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. At the time of this recording, we are less than three weeks away from the start of the 2023 season. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, as we continue to take a look at this coming season's roster. Mitch, we're kind of continuing a recent theme. I know you and I weren't on the pod together last week, but of course, we were looking at a lot of those those 10-day contract signings. Kind of continuing that here, we're probably going to see even some more potentially add before the start of the season, won't we? Yep. Uh, you know, kind of just putting those finishing touches on the roster, you know, figuring out everyone's arrival dates and, uh, yeah, just kind of dialing in these 10-day contracts. And, you know, we've touched on it before, but, man, we've got some really good 10-day contracts this year, guys, that uh, typically could be full summer guys. So it, it'll be fun. We'll have some competition to start our year off and uh, have some really good talent. Never a bad thing if they end up lasting the whole season, too. We've talked about that at length as well. Mitch, let's dive right into it here. Uh, let's look at our first player who we've got joining us here this week. This might be a familiar name to some Apple Sox fans if their memories are strong enough. I, I always wonder, besides me, how many people remember when guys have played for us before or not. But let's get started here with the first player. Yeah, first guy is Jaden Williamson. Big right-handed arm from Lower Columbia College. Upper 80s, low 90s fastball. Good three-pitch mix. Uh, a guy that actually last summer pitched a little bit for the Cowlitz Black Bears. Had some good outings with them. So he's starting off our summer on a 10-day contract. But, yeah, I mean, if you follow the West Coast League or follow Apple Sox baseball, you know how pitching is is a premium for this league, and you can never have enough of it. So real good chance that Jaden uh, sticks around and, and throws the whole summer for us. You know, another Mike Callia connection there, him being the pitching coach at Lower Columbia had nothing but great things to say about him. And uh, he's really gotten gotten into a groove lately. Wasn't able to pitch early on in the season. Uh, finally, he's back fully healthy. And he had a really good outing over the weekend. You know, they were uh, looking to clinch uh, the West region, basically clinch their conference. And Jaden stepped in after their starter got bumped out and went six strong innings, nine punch outs. Really good outing from him. So good to see him just right now taking off as, as we get uh, closer to summer. Yeah, you touched on that outing on Friday. Really good work for him, and as you mentioned, has had those injuries, hasn't appeared in a ton of games, but gosh, that one, that outing the other day with the nine strikeouts, all in those six and two-thirds innings in relief, too. I, I mean, that seems like a Mitch Darlington type of pitcher. Come on in and take us home from there. So, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see him do that a few times this summer. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I actually even texted Mike after the game. I wanted to kind of get his perspective on it because I was just looking through the box score and Saw their starter got roughed up a little bit and was out after one inning. And yeah, you know, that's kind of how we played it in the past. So I was thinking, man, this guy's going to fit right, at, feel right at home with Wenatchee. He'd come in relief and go six strong. Yeah, exactly what you're looking for there. You mentioned his work with the Cowboys Black Bears last year, 16 appearances for them in relief. By comparison for Apple Sox fans, the most appearances a pitcher made for Wenatchee last year was 12 appearances. This is a guy he made, I think it was about, 12 appearances as well last spring in 2022 so he got some innings in him last summer but uh, last year including the spring and the summer but it seemed like he almost got better as that summer season went along what excites you about him a guy who stands six foot five that's got to be exciting having that type of guy on the mound yeah yeah another arm that's really projectable you know he's just just kind of getting his feet wet as far as just kind of getting himself polished and 
Um, I think he's going to end up being a really good, uh, a really good arm at a four-year school here soon. You know, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me to see him stay uncommitted uh, this summer and and then uh, try to find a home during during the course of the summer. But um, you know, seeing the 16 appearances, just kind of looked into him with Cowlitz and thought, man, this is this is the type of guy you want on a West Coast League roster when when you're playing six, maybe seven games in a week. Uh, you got to have bullpen arms that can bounce back. And so obviously Kate was able to do that for Lower Columbia and do that for Cowlitz. And so we're expecting uh, the same thing in Wenatchee. They had nine players last season make double-digit appearances on the mound. The Apple Sox had four. And again, none of them did more than 12. So potentially having a guy like that could be a huge factor. Now, let me ask you this, Mitch. We talk about the 10-day stuff a lot, and I think it's a really fun variable with the roster. A guy like Jaden Williamson and a couple of these other guys, we'll start from the pitcher perspective, though. What does it take for them to earn that full-time spot? Is it a combination kind of of someone else dropping off? Maybe they don't show up at all or they have to leave earlier than expected? Or is it you know a big part of their performance and you saying, we're not letting that guy pitch you know, somewhere else or not pitch at all this summer? I mean, definitely the first thing is the performance. I mean, you get a guy on a 10-day contract that comes in and just dominates or you know plays well for you, it's... You know, I say we should do the right thing and let him go as other guys come in, but uh, you know, it, it's nearly impossible as a coach when you get a guy on a ten day that comes in and just plays really well. So, you know, that's a big factor. And then the other factor is just wanting to stay around. You know, I love the guys that come in on ten days that are hungry and ready to play and are like, "Hey, coach, I'm here for the full. I'm here for a full summer. You know, I'm not going to be leaving midway through. You know, want to stick around and." You know, and as long as they understand, you know, it gets heavy. You know, I say in this league, like the beginning beginning of the year, we're light as far as the roster goes. Then we get really heavy. And then as we get later into the summer, it goes back to light. So any of those 10-day guys that are good players that you can kind of convince to stick around and, you know, maybe they're not seeing the playing time they want in July, it's going to work itself out. And as you get into August and get into playoff baseball, whether you have injuries or dropouts, it seems like it just comes back full circle. You know, guys like Xander or Hudos kind of went through that same thing last summer where, you know, played a bunch early and then kind of in July had, you know, had some moments where he had to kind of sit and wait his turn. And as we got down the stretch, he was one of our everyday guys. Yeah. Jaden Williamson is a guy you talked about at the end of the season when he pitched for the Apple Sox before back in August, 2021, only two outings that year, so really small sample size. I think he gets way more opportunities now at the beginning of a season to get in and establish himself and maybe get a little bit more work as well. So, Mitch, that's our first guy, kind of a returning player. Again, really small sample size, but has previously played for the Apple Sox. Who's the second player that we're welcoming to this week's roster? second guy we're announcing this week is Cade Westerland. Cade is a catcher at Everett Community College. He's in his sophomore year. A really, really good defensive catcher, which uh, for me, the catching position, the defense has to be the number one thing for me. I, I love a good defensive catcher that can control the running game, uh, can can receive well, you know, can kind of learn from his pitching staff, call a good game, you know, and then the bat is just a bonus. And and Cade's bat, you know, it doesn't have a, a great average. I think he's hitting around 250 forever, but uh, definitely has some juice, man. He's, he's ran five balls out of the yard. I, I believe he leads their team in home runs. So, you know, just getting back, getting the feel for it. I believe he was at Yavapai College his freshman year, if I'm correct. Uh, really good program. So, you know, another guy that's on a 10-day that was reached out. You know, we didn't have to reach out to Cade. He was reaching out to us and, hey, I want to play on a 10-day. Let me prove myself. And so I, I love that mentality. And 
I'm excited to see what he can do for us. He's going to get his shot early in the season uh, before our other catchers kind of roll in. So uh, excited to see how he's going to perform and how he's going to handle our pitching staff. Yeah, you touched on the five home runs leading Everett right now. Uh, any pop you can get out of a catcher you love. And frankly, Mitch, I feel like that catcher position is just about kind of like the pitching. You can never have too many of those. Yeah, you're not going to have as many catchers on your your depth chart, obviously, as pitchers. But at the same time, not many guys are looking to try and catch every day over the course of a summer. So uh, it could be a great opportunity for him early on in the, in the season to get some more opportunities to showcase himself and, like you said, maybe make that commitment as well to a four-year college. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one of those, yeah, uncommitted guys that when it when it surprised me to to see him, you know, sign this summer somewhere, and just just eager to see see him in person and how he does. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting because you talked about you know the the bat is a little bit lower, but honestly, in a lot of ways, it doesn't completely surprise you. He did have a decent year last year at Yavapai, two fifty seven batting average, three doubles, a home run, and eleven walks, but seems like this year, you know, the pop has certainly come through a little bit more when making contact. I mean, 36 games they'll play this spring. Uh, we've talked about this with the fatigue with catchers. Do you think this is someone who, because it's they're on a 10-day contract, it's going to work a little bit more coming right off of that spring season, jumping into the summer, and then seeing where things go from there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, him being one of the Everett's kind of everyday guys, you know, he should be able to step right in, be ready to go. Whereas, you know, some of our other guys who are coming in off redshirt freshman years or incoming freshmen might take a little bit more of that adjustment to catch that next level pitching. But no, I think, I think Cade's going to be really a, a really good player and honestly a great, great 10 day contract signing for us. Seems like most of these catchers who we talked about previously are guys coming in that middle to June stretch or so as well. When those guys are coming in, is this going to be a case to case basis on other 10 day, you know, catcher? Is it going to be kind of, you know, hey, if you want to hang around for the summer, there's a spot for you, but you may not be playing every day. Or is it going to be some of them where there is a plan where, you know, this will be the end date because one, you probably need a break from baseball and two, we're pretty filled up at catcher. Yeah, the position spots are – honestly, it's tougher for the 10-day contracts if, if you're a position player to make it and, and be able to stay with us for a full summer. Just because, you know, when you get whatever it may be, we got three, four catchers signed for full-time contracts, yeah. you just don't have room. You, you know, guys are going to be catching every other night already and, and, and having more than that's too much. You know, whereas pitching, it's it, it's just weird. You know, <laughs> you can just – you just never – it just seems like you can never have too much. You can always find innings for guys, whether it be non-league games or, uh, you know, you get down six runs, you get up six runs, and you need someone just to go eat some innings for you. It, it's just easier for a, a 10-day contract pitcher to stick around as opposed to position players. Man, you really got to show me something big that, that, that I'm going to find a way to keep you around. Hey, all it takes sometimes might be a communication just between a catcher and a couple pitchers. We, we've seen that. We saw last year certain guys who just really gel with the pitching staff. You never know, but I think that's the, the fun roll of the dice with these 10-day contracts. The Wenatchee Applesocks are seeking host parents for the 2023 season. Premier Summer Collegiate Baseball returns to Paul Thomas Senior Stadium on June 6th, and Applesocks players need homes to stay in during the summer. Local families in the Wenatchee Valley and surrounding communities have housed players for the last 22 seasons and formed lifelong bonds with our players. Applesocks host parents receive free season tickets, recognition on field at the end of the season, and much more. To learn more, please email info at applesocks.com or call 509-665-6900. That's a couple of 10-day guys we mentioned so far. Kind of continuing that theme, Mitch. We'll go with another 10-day contract joining the Apple Sox. And who is our third player joining Wenatchee here this week? 
Yeah, third guy we're talking about this week is Travis Helm from uh, Central Washington University. He's a catcher. You know, he's actually played a little bit behind a, a full-time contract guy, Austin Olin. But Central's coaching staff has nothing but great things to say about Travis. Reached out, was trying to see if they had a, a catcher available for us, and they, they really wanted to get Travis with us and thought he'd be a great fit. Actually ended up being an all-conference uh, designated hitter in the GNAC, so really can swing it. Um, which I'm excited about, you know, and then according to Central's pitching or uh, to their uh, coaching staff, really solid defensively. They just unfortunately have Austin Oland, you know, and another another guy, uh, Hinkle, I believe is the last name, who are just both really solid defensively. So they figured, hey, we got to get Travis in the lineup and designated hitters kind of been his role all year for him. Yeah, he's worked out really well with the bat. As you mentioned, a 293 batting average, 51 games. Really found his niche on that team. And it's just been, it sounds like a good fit then. It's worked out at DH. I mean, you talked about this before, Mitch, but if the bat plays for a catcher, you're more than happy to put him in a DH. And I imagine you wouldn't be too upset if you had to have nights where that happens again this summer with the Apple Sox. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having having another catcher that can DH, it's huge for, uh, huge for your roster and huge for your lineup just because you can, you know, kind of keep them on the bench. They're able to run down there at times the, that first couple of week, maybe go warm up another pitcher and then jog back down to the dugout and get back in your lineup. So really those first two weeks, man, it's it's hectic before before all your catchers roll in. So you get a guy like Travis who who's proven at the plate. He can really swing it and, you know, and also is going to be hungry to get some playing time behind the dish. It's It's kind of the perfect combo. So really excited about both Cade and Travis. And that opening weekend against Ben will kind of be their shot to, to – show me and, and show our fans what they can do. I think the nice thing for Travis Helm in particular, you know, we saw the season come to an end pretty recently here for Central Washington. So he, Austin Oland, are going to pretty much, they're going to get ready to go to that series and bend, and they're going to be pretty ready to go, Mitch. I mean, I would imagine they're pretty fired up, kind of getting back in the swing of things that week leading up to it. These These Central Washington guys could really play a huge factor because – we don't, you know, you, you hate to say it for them because you'd love to, for them to go on these deep postseason runs, but it's a nice opportunity. They're going to get a little bit of rest heading into the start of the summer. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and pulling for guys from from Central is big for us, uh, especially when you're getting quality players on ten day contracts. You know, it just makes it so much easier when guys can commute over. It's you know hour drive, and they're over the pass, and, and they're playing for you, and they they're able to drive back over and get in class and take a final the next day, and and then hop right back over. So having a local school like Central that's producing quality talent, you know, referencing back to last year with Adam Fossil, a 10-day contract that ended up being a full-time guy, it's just nice when you can pluck pluck from a Division II school that has good players and and uh, is close nearby. Yeah, Travis Helm, another big addition, as you mentioned, from Central. You talked about before, second team, all GNAC. Uh, just what a great year for him overall. Fourth in the GNAC at 37 RBIs, led the team as well. We've gotten some big bats these last couple of years from Central. How much was Adam Fossil's success last year? Maybe uh, a point for it was a proving point for you that you know what this is Division Two, but these are guys who can really make a huge impact. Yep, yep. Just finding the right the right Division Two guys, the right fit. You know the the guys that are really producing and are able to come to that next level and play, you know, that's big for us. And, and touching on Adam again, you know, we've talked about it before, but they're our biggest recruiters. So Adam going back, you know, to Central, and it, it's just nice having him over there where you can shoot him a text and he can give me an evaluation on some of his teammates and who would be a good fit and who he thinks can play. You know, really that's just like an underrated 
an underrated thing for a coach to have is having players that will communicate, whether, you know, we talked about Trey Hugh and Xandro Arhudos, you know, sent over his info and gave me an evaluation on him. And it's just, it's nice when you have players that want to recruit for you and want to, want to do, you know, say positive things about the Apple Sox. So then correct me if I'm wrong. Are there three catchers who are going to open up the season with the team at Ben? I mean, this is, this is rare territory to open up a year if, if I'm right. So there's a chance Austin Olin will, will not be available uh, opening weekend just because of his final schedule. Um, Fair enough. So trying to work some things out with the uh, professors at Central to get him able to get over here and play that opening weekend. But uh, no, Travis and Travis and Cade should see a lot of time that opening weekend regardless. And uh, and then we'll kind of go from there and should see Austin back when for our, for our home opener. Well, here's hoping that your pool as a former member of the central baseball team has a little bit of sway into convincing and changing. I'm alumni. If I make a phone call, someone's got to pick up over there. That's right. You make the right donation. You never know what can go your (laughs) way, Mitch. (laughs) So three players down then to begin this week. We've been talking a lot about catchers, uh, 10 day additions, really helping out the team. We mentioned Cade Westerland and just a moment ago, Travis Helm. The first player of course was Jaden Williamson. Mitch, who's our fourth of five players that we're going to welcome to the Apple Sox this week? Yeah, next guy is uh, actually a returning Apple Sox, uh, Connor Ashworth from Brewster. Pitched at Spokane Falls Community College for the last two years. Signed last summer with Montana State Billings. I don't, you know, I don't remember if people kind of remembered Connor's path last summer. He ran into some arm issues about midway through summer. Rehab. Had a great, great playoff performance for us up at Cam Loops in our first playoff game, you know, and then got out to Montana in the fall, still was having some lingering arm issues. So he really had to shut it down basically for the whole year. He still may be doing some rehab, probably won't see him till late June, early July, as far as an in-game appearance, but definitely we'll see Connor out at the park. He'll be in our dugout. He'll be throwing bullpens. He'll be ramping back up. And I'm excited, man. I'm so excited to have Connor back, having another local kid and a guy that's just, he just feels like an apple sock, man. He's just, he he wants to pitch for us. I kind of put him in that same boat as Quincy where summer baseball to him almost means more than his regular school season. He's always texting me or communicating on his arm and making sure there's a jersey ready for him or a roster spot ready. And he's just a guy that really cares about our organization and, and he wants to see us do well. It's it's great to see he'll be back a lot because I remember last year and you touched on this a second ago. You were saying he'll be in the the dugout a lot this summer. Only five games last summer because of those arm troubles. He was pretty much with the team all year though. It's it's so cool to see guys. And yes, it, it does help when you're a little local. But it's so cool to see the guys who want to stick around and be part of the team while they're recovering from injuries. We've seen so many guys over the years. You get injured and it's you know it's kind of oh well, that's the end of your summer and. I always go back to the story of uh, Corey Meyer. In 2018, he played for the Apple Sox, West Coast League All-Star, uh, two grand slams in a game. 2019, gets hurt opening night. You know, gets a nice ovation first at bat of the season, then gets hurt. He stuck around for a month or so, came back, got hurt again, and then had to shut it down. But I just remember talking with him about it and him saying he was such a bummer having to you know shut it down because Wenatchee had meant that much to him. So it's cool that Connor is choosing to be a big part of this team again this summer regardless of how many games he'll get into on the mound. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that that's just a huge culture builder for us. And just a, having a great teammate like that, like you touched on June, he gets hurt 
and I don't think there was a home game that Connor was not at. I mean, he, and, and if he wasn't there, he was making a phone call, making sure I knew where he was at. And uh, so just him, him still making that commute down from Brewster every night to be in the dugout with his guys, first guy on a rake doing field work after the game, just the character of him, man, it, it just says so much about him. And uh, so uh, there's always going to be a spot for Connor Ashworth uh, on our roster and, I'm I'm really excited to to get him back healthy and get him back uh, back on the mound. Not to mention he's a fantastic pitcher, Mitch. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the games he actually pitched, and just the numbers on their own are incredible. Overall, postseason and regular season included last year, two and zero with a two seventy ERA, five games, two starts, thirteen and a third. I I mean, there are two great candidates for his best game of the summer, and the first one was his first appearance in an Apple Sox uniform. I think one of the best pitch games I've ever seen in Wenatchee, just three innings of perfect relief to get the win because it was a tied game before he came in. No one had scored yet. Three innings of perfect relief, no runs, no hits, no walks, retired all nine hitters in order, including striking out each of the final eight. Mitch, I mean, that has got to be up there. I don't know if you've seen a no, I've never seen a no hitter in person before. Was or anything like that? Have you seen an outing maybe more dominant than those three innings that Connor Ashworth gave that night against Port Angeles last June? No, and I and I specifically remember after that game, we had a couple Division One schools who were kind of talking to Connor, and I just remember sending some texts to people and just saying, "I haven't seen a relief appearance like that." I don't know if it was just the juice was flowing from being in front of the Apple Sox faithful and he, he was ready to go. And, but no, the one ball, the one ball put in play was an infield pop-up. And I remember just after that, just everybody just K K K and just keep going in a row. And he was so fired up coming off the mound. And I thought, I like this kid, man. I, I like this kid. That was such a special night too, because you had right before that his Brewster teammate from before, of course, Quincy Vassar, who goes six scoreless strikes out eight. Connor matches his strikeout total in three fewer innings. So just such a cool night at the park, such a fun game. That was one of my favorite games that kind of maybe can be forgotten in there a little bit because it wasn't the most high scoring game, wasn't the most dramatic, wasn't the largest crowd, but boy, just had so many special moments. And then, of course, in the postseason, follows it up his second start of the year, his longest outing, five innings, one run. Yeah, um, two hits, the two walks, and four strikeouts. And Mitch, he was phenomenal that night. That we can we've gone over that game before. The bus arriving late, uh, no batting practice for the team. We kind of went to that park. I think I don't know if how many people were saying it. I don't know how how much you guys were saying it. I was thinking it. I was like, boy, we need a big one from Connor tonight. We've got to you know get the get the guys into it and really see if we can kind of help pick them up a little bit. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and you know, at that point in the season, the, the pitching staff really was kind of running on fumes. I remember ending that last game against Walla Walla on that Sunday afternoon, and thinking, "Man, we, you know, who are we going to start in that first playoff game here in here in a couple days?" And you know, we thought about it as a coaching staff, and Connor kind of came to mind. And I thought, "What the heck, man? Let's let's go up there. He's fresh. He hasn't thrown in a while. Let, let's go get him in there." And you, you touched on it, man. He just dominant man just filling up the zone going at guys and and he is just a big game pitcher man he he's one of those guys that seems like the bigger the moment the bigger the game he feeds off it I mean you, you get his adrenaline pumping and him a little uh ticked off on the mound he just he goes at people and uh I, I love that about him that was such a fun outing overall I mean the five strikeouts you mentioned that inning I think he took a no hitter into the fifth inning it was he exited in the sixth I remember he didn't get any outs in the sixth but 
I mean, just an incredible outing overall from Ashworth that night. And then, of course, kind of set the momentum for the Sox to take that game and then take the series. Really exciting to have him coming back here with this group. We've been doing this a lot on the podcast. Now, did he have any at-bats? I remember seeing him on deck for one of the games down the stretch. We've been trying to remember racking our brains with guys yeah. from last year. I don't remember if he got any, though, Mitch. And I'm, I'm trying to look at the stats now. It's saying that he appeared as a hitter for a game. This was this was August seventh, so this might have been a you know announced as a DH and then pinch hit. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. But I remember looking through our photos, and there's a game in there somewhere where he's holding a bat and has a helmet on. Yeah, he took. He was another one of those guys. It's like if I turned my back for two seconds, he was taking BP <laughs> somehow, sneaking in there, wearing batting gloves, wearing a helmet, taking bat in practice, but. I, you know, I, there was a time where he may have bumped over and played first base or we considered it playing him at first base down that final stretch when, when playing players were thin. And so I don't know, he, he probably took it serious and was taking extra batting practice. None of that, none of that this year, though, as you've established, none of that nonsense, especially a guy who's getting, who's hurt and coming back from injury. I right? can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one spot. He'd probably play through some pain. Those pitchers, man, they're hurt if they want, if you got to throw, but. You get them in the batting, uh, get them in the box, they're fully healthy. The Apple Sox are back in town, and their home opener is just around the corner. Don't miss out on the excitement on June 6th on opening day. This season, we've got Wenatchee Wednesdays, where just by attending the game, you could win amazing prizes. Speaking of winning, the Apple Sox are looking for host parents for the upcoming season to provide a home away from home for their players. It's a great way to get involved with the team and support local baseball. For more information, go to applesocks.com. So that's four players down this week, Mitch. Let's go to our fifth one and final player we're welcoming to the Apple Sox uh, here for this week. Yep, last guy uh, that we're talking about this week, uh, another 10-day contract, another really good 10-day contract, Fred Buxton uh, from Vanguard University. You recognize that name? That's because we've got Quincy Vassar down at Vanguard, and then we've got another arm, Jacob Dahlstrom coming to Vanguard and uh, a, a player off last year's team, Corey Gerald down at Vanguard as well. So, you know, this is a, this is a Quincy fine for us. I got to give him his credit. He does some of the recruiting down in California for me. Uh, he, he's connected to everybody, obviously off his own team, but you know, a lot of those California schools he's got buddies at. So he mentioned uh, Fred would be a good fit for us. He played at Bellevue uh, before going to Vanguard. So same kind of path as Quincy Vassar. And, and really just an upperclassman with a ton of experience, ton of games under his belt. Um, and ha he's had a monster year uh, statistically for Vanguard. I, I believe he's ran eight balls out of the yard, uh, hovering right around 300 batting average, basically played every single game for Vanguard at second base. So uh, might see him at second base opening night, could see him bump over to shortstop. Um, <clears throat> but just just a good veteran player that's that's going to start the season with us. So another guy you're expecting early on to really get a good opportunity to prove himself on the team. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of put him in the same boat as a uh, Xander or a Hudos, you know, an NAIA guy that uh, I remember from the NWAC that had really good numbers, really good player and, and wants to come play in the West coast league. So he'll start off with us and, and we'll see, you know, again, with injuries and dropouts could be a guy that sticks around a little longer. Yeah, so a guy, as you mentioned this year, he's a, he's a Washington native from Silverdale, kind of that middle infielder spot you're talking about. Never going to have too many of those guys. I'm not sure. It could change, but it's, I don't think it's going to be quite like last year to this point where it's going to be the guys who open up that first week of the season are going to lock it down for the whole summer. 
could change. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of ability to try and prove yourself at those spots though, compared to a year ago, but you know, guys hitting 319 right now, this spring, you mentioned the home runs, five of those on the year, uh, almost as many home runs as walks. Strong. He's got seven walks, five home runs right now, uh, seven doubles in there as well. Boy, Mitch, all of a sudden Quincy Vassar adds another hat to his, uh, his Apple Sox tenure. And I know I'm sure he's a friend of the podcast. Of course he listens to some of these. So I'm sure, you know, boy, we his his baseball card this year on a giveaway is going to look pretty good. He had action as a first base coach last summer. We've seen him pitch. Of course, he got a couple ABs. Now he's a recruiter. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, we we've got a list on their recruiting coordinator. So some someone's got to hire this kid, man. He he's already pitching about uh, hey, as soon as I'm done, I'm your pitching coach, right? So. He's already working his way, trying to find a way onto the staff. But I mean, honestly, he he can recruit. He he knows guys and and he follows baseball, so he, he's going to be a good coach there. That's awesome. Great. Again, we talked about the passion a little bit earlier with Ashworth. It's so fun when guys are passionate about the team. It's even a little bit more special when they're local guys, though. So really cool that he's bringing another teammate aboard. But going back to what I was talking about a moment ago, that middle infield spot, and this is a spot where Fred Buxton is going to have a chance to prove himself. It's not quite as proven as a year ago. I don't think that's a knock on it. I think it's just more of a testament to the types of talents we had at second and short last summer. So do you look at second and shortstop this year as a spot where you pencil guys as this is going to be my number one second baseman or shortstop, and it's kind of, you know, there's room to erase and move someone else there, whereas kind of a year ago, I imagine you wrote in Sharpie, heavy ink, Iva Arquette at short, Joey Chiroyama at second. Yeah, this year's different, you know, in two ways. One, you know, we're just we're going to have more competition at spots. We're going to have guys that are kind of competing with probably just one other guy to to get innings every other night. But also this year we have more of those true 10-day contracts where guys are going to come in and the team really about June 10th is really going to flip-flop and change. Last year we had a lot of junior college players that were signed division one. And so they were able to make it from day one, you know, our opening day lineup with Mike Davini was at third base and he stuck around for most of the summer and Joichiro was there day one. And so this year it's more of those 10 day guys. And then we're going to see a really a drastic change when, you know, our middle infielders like, you know, Reeve Boyd and Sebastian David, Frankie Carney, and those guys start showing up you know, the, the roster is just going to switch. Whereas last year, it just seemed like from day one, we had a pretty good amount of our, our full-time guys. So is your big message then to fans not to get too attached to people early on? Because <laughs> I think, and I, I kind of say part joking, like part kind of wondering, because opening day is that day that guys introduce themselves to the mm-hmm. fans. And last year, Brandon Ponce did that in the home opener with a grand slam. You know, it's stuff like that. I think fans are waiting for that reason to really get behind a guy. So is it, in your case, is it more of like a, you know, hey, opening night, maybe don't fall in love with anyone quite yet, but just keep your eyes on different guys and be open to the new ones coming in? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say don't get too attached. I would just say enjoy, enjoy just kind of the slow change. You know, there's still going to be, you know, really good players that opening week. Like I've said before, these 10-day guys, these Austin Buns, these Fred Buxons, these guys are players that – really deserve to be full contract guys in the West Coast League. They're, they're good veteran players. And so it, it'll just be fun. It'll be fun to see that type of talent right from the get-go. And then also just kind of see the slow switch as we get into mid-June and, and some of the full-time guys arrive. But, you know, another thing to keep an eye on is who's able to kind of punch their spot and stick around. And 
and who earns that job, you know? So if, if guys really do play well, there's a chance you do see them for a full summer. No, I don't think anyone would be upset about that as well. One thing I'm looking for, you've been talking about it this week is the home runs. I mean, we mentioned him a couple times on the podcast. Ivar Arquette, boy, he's been heating up for Washington recently. Mitch, I'm I'm counting on this summer's Apple Sox team on breaking that single season home run record. We've got too many guys coming in this time. And after last year, guys who were supposed to hit homers but didn't quite with the Apple Sox. Grant Sherrod, you know, breaks Upstate's record. We've got to hit some long balls this summer, especially with all these lefty bats. Yep, yep, absolutely. But uh, no, that's funny. With Iva, I was texting him the other day. I'm like, where was this, man? You, you're, <laughs> you're, these guys, even Grant, you mentioned him. He runs a few out of the yard, and then he goes to Upstate. And now he's their home run leader. It's like, we were just the prep work, man, to get him to get him ready for yeah. a big season. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some guys in here that run a few more out for us. Yeah, just to mention to everyone, Ivar Kidd hit his fifth home run of the season over the weekend. He's played 15 games for UW last year with the Apple Sox. Didn't hit his first home run with the Apple Sox, and he was a pretty much a full-season player. Didn't hit it until the last week of July. So if he's listening, boy, you know, I would have loved a couple of those last year. No, I'm kidding. He had a fantastic year, though, and went at you. And really good to see him doing well with the Huskies. Mitch, that does it for this one. You know, we're going to kind of play it by ear moving forward now because we pretty much have announced everyone. Still a couple of names who are potentially out there, but a really exciting group that you've got right now. You know, what gives you the most confidence? It's an easy question in a sense, but like what gives you the most confidence that this is the this this group that you've assembled is going to be good enough to win a West Coast League title here? Yeah, I you know, I just think our depth is better this year. You know, we've worked hard to create a really quality pitching staff and add some depth in that area. You just never truly know until the guys arrive. It, it's hard right now. You look on paper and we've got big name schools and, and really talented guys. But again, it's it's just going to be how well we gel and, and how well we come together and, and what type of mentality guys come up here with and, and how fired up they are to play for us. So, you know, that gives us confidence and, and just heading into year two, you know, as a coach. Uh, I'm really excited about the assistant coaches we've hired. I'm really excited about Mike. I think he's going to do great things with this pitching staff. And Colton Kelly now having a full season at Wenatchee Valley College under his belt, you know, as a hitting coach and outfield guy. I, I'm just, I'm really excited about our staff and how we kind of have bonded already. And I just got a feel for these guys. And I, I just have a good feeling we're, we're going to have a good year this this summer. I think it's going to be a really a lot of fun. It's going to be fun to get back to the ballpark. I mean, I just got back into Wenatchee myself and, my goodness, the weather out here already is. This is a bit much. This is um. I was doing the start of humidity in Nebraska, but I was not expecting 90 degrees when I first got in. It just means it's time for baseball. So these last few weeks here, they can't go by fast enough. Mitch, thanks for the time. Looking forward to catching up with you here some more soon. And you know, hopefully, we don't have too many more roster podcasts to do. But of course, we'll hear from you again soon on the podcast. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.